Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Playing With Power podcast, the Nintendo Power Retrospective Magazine. I am your host, Mike, and joining me for now and hopefully always is my co-host, Ivan. You'll never get rid of me, Mike. I'm here forever. Uh, it's always good to have a friend whose nickname could be Herpes. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, speaking of Together Forever, we got Mario Kart 64 yes. on the cover. A game which also refuses to go away, but, <laughs> you know, it's like a visit from a pleasant friend rather than a scratching, burning sensation. Yeah, this is the uh, the uh, original intercourse with uh, the girl that gives you herpes. <laughs> Feels great at the time, but eventually it's going to turn into Mario Kart 7. <laughs> I'm sorry, you have stage seven Mario Kart. <laughs> Damn it! Oh god. But yeah, this is a, a pretty fun cover. I wasn't aware that you could drive a school bus in Mario Kart. Fuck! We're, I, I I just wish that window was clear so you could see Miss Frizzle behind it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Magic Given the school, angry eyes, magic school bus <laughs> for sure. You got uh, Wario back there looking up like, what's going on in there? Well, he's just like, what's going on with those kids? Are those the Planeteers? <laughs> it's like, well, so, you know, we got the redhead, we got the blonde, we got the black guy, we got the Asian kid, yeah, they got the Chinese girl. Yeah, pretty much, it's the Planeteers. <laughs> this is the Planeteers before they grow up. Yeah, that's right. Diversity. We will show it to you, whether you want it or not. Yeah, and who the hell is driving this green tanker? The Terminator, no doubt. <laughs> Have you seen this princess? <laughs> That's right, it's Metal Mario. <laughs> oh my fuck, that would be such a great mashup. <laughs> Just Bowser trying to run away with, like, Princess Peach, who looks like Eddie Furlong. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. it's just Mario chasing them, and then when he find, like, Mario, and like Bowser finally hits him with a fireball, and then you see Metal Mario emerge from the flames. Oh God, God! I hope that we see in one of these uh, letters, you know, some artwork that has that, because that was the same time period. They would they would have known about the Terminator at this point. Oh yeah, that would have. Oh fuck! If I had money and talent, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I would love to do that. And just hear John from Arizona. Fuck right, Mike. <laughs> You'll never have either. <laughs> oh god. Oh. So anyway, yeah, Mario Kart sixty four. We're going to be looking into a twelve page crash course, which we'll be describing in about one minute. Because who wants to hear us describe courses on a podcast? It's a 12-page crash course, what also telling us about the N64 double score, so we get to hear GoldenEye 07, some game which, I don't know, I guess people never never took off, nobody talks about it, and Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Yeah, look at and that quick, I'm like, Tuvok? What? <laughs> Voyager? Star Trek? What? <laughs> and the strategy special tells us about the Shadow of the Empire, and an 87 challenge and points revealed. What Hopefully those things will make sense. <laughs> I was going to say. I can't points wait to find revealed. out what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, 87 challenge points, I uh, guess, in the... Uh, they really... They did not need to paragraph that. No. No, not at all. There, but, there's plenty of space for them to continue that in one line to avoid everyone going, like, points revealed? What the fuck? What's an 87 challenge? Do you remember the show Spin City, Michael J. Fox? Oh, yeah. The, there was one episode where they were going act after uh, public access pornography, and they had the mayor at the podium with his cue cards, you know, little index cards in front of him. And he says, I'd like to talk with you guys today about something that's been very interesting to me for a long time. Public access. Change card. Pornography. And Michael looks to the guy and says, you got to work on spacing those better. And they cue back to the mayor. I just want to make sure that uh, the the material that is on these sites is available and seen. Change card. <laughs> Only to those who wish to see them. And it looks over again. Okay, that time you did it on purpose. <laughs> uh, speaking of doing it on purpose, they snuck us, they gave us the tour to hell once again on the inside cover. <laughs> I know, I love it. I love this so much. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Only the Asian kid and the bus driver are actually paying attention to the massive fire-breathing dragon turtle. <laughs> I just everyone can't get else over is this. Just let, everyone else is looking like, you really let Becky, Becky Fader really let you touch her boob? Dude, totally. We were sandbagging behind the bleachers. What does that even mean? Dude, I could tell you, but wait, you, just should, you should find out on your own. It's not even cohesive, though. You got the blonde kid looking right. You got the black kid looking left, but not at the same angle as this other white kid who's looking left. But all three of them are looking like, oh, my God, boobs. As oh, opposed and then to the tour guide, the tour guide who looks like Rick Moranis on Safari. Yeah. Or is it Rick Moranis or fuck? I was, or, or Eugene Levy. If yeah. he was, like, an awkward teenager. Oh, man. Anyway, classic inside cover there. And we've got another advertising card. Yes, I want three more years of Nintendo Power plus my free player's guide for $50. Or $70 if you are inferior. I.e. <laughs> Canadian. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, but you can get the Donkey Kong Country 3 Player's Guide, the Super Mario RPG, or the Super Mario 64. That's not bad. I think I got the Player's Guide. Uh, I had the Player's Guide for Mario 64. Because I love the hell out of that game. Yeah, I, I got the Player's Guide for uh, Super Mario 3 back when they had that available. That was awesome. So anyway, let's move on to the main topic, Mario Kart 64. Slam mm -hmm. the pedal to the metal and race the top drivers in the Mushroom Kingdom. Only Power has the tips and tactics for the toughest tracks in Mario Kart 64. Uh, I got Wario putting the moves on Peach. <laughs> he really is. He's leaning into her with that elbow, that grin, and she's got the perfect response there. You know, just sort of leaning away like, Ugh, what are you doing? He's like, hey, pretty lady, how would you like to trade a little more than paint, huh? <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, man. And she's like, what, like Pokemon cards? Like, I, I, like, I don't think so. I, 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 I like I'm squatting fat, this. but... <laughs> yeah, I like I'm squatting fat, but you've got like a... You've got like three noses going on, so please, please no. Yeah, she was the original chubby chaser. <laughs> Look, unless you're... Like, I like him squat fat. Now, you either you can look like an Italian dude or you can look like a dragon. But if you look like this weird crossbreed, it's just not working for me. Yeah. It's it's one way or the other for me. Unless you're this really short, uh, awkward version of Luigi. Then she's totally <laughs> in, into you. Inexplicably. I, I, I never got that. I was like, okay, I'm watching this Mario movie. She said to Luigi, what? Well, that was Daisy, I think. Oh, okay. Sorry, yes, I got my princesses crossed. <laughs> uh, speaking of weird-looking dinosaurs, we got Turok Dinosaur Hunter, where apparently we've got, uh, like, a, a version of Rex from Toy Story if he was, like, tortured by the kid with the magnifying lens. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this this was the the painful second chapter when Rex is lost in the backyard and picked up by the boy next door. And then he's got oh. the flesh burned off of his skull and he's out for revenge. Andy! You've forsaken me. <laughs> oh my god, pa- passion of the Rex. <laughs> My boy, my boy, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> You're going to hell, Mike. <laughs> oh, uh, and then we've got uh, Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan holding a uh, a licorice stick. <laughs> that Pierce Brosnan or a crash test dummy in a suit. <laughs> got absolutely no facial features whatsoever yeah he's like a thumb with a he's like a thumb with hair I mean the the enemy that he's about to shoot at the bottom <laughs> there has more facial expression than than Pierce Brosnan does got, oh my god it's it's like the te- it's like one of the animators is just like okay we got this facial rotoscoping technology now uh, just make a face like Dante when he got the call saying he had to come into work today <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you got a gun. Yeah, I got a pistol here myself. You know what I mean? Huh? Huh? Uh, looks like I'm not the only one packing today, huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah, the, the knowing smirk there for sure. <laughs> I got to give the the issue credit, though. I, I really love the, the black font on the white background. You can finally read these contents notes after yeah, all those. Yeah, it's actually... It's legible. Yay. (laughs) Basic functionality. Good job, Nintendo Power. Even Mario seems to be distracted. He's like, what the fuck? These credits are readable? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Looking over at it, it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Hold on, these legible credits. They are too distracting. Mm. Uh, But, you know, we're not distracted anymore. We are moving on to the player's pulse. Which has an interesting banner. I kind of miss the old Player's Pulse banner where they had, like, things happening to the font. 
like people would either be resting on them or plugging the letters into uh, electrical outlets. Yeah, yeah, you got a pretty basic little uh, blue background with some hazy fire or something. Just very unimaginative. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the backdrop of a fireplace. Yeah. Oh well. Well. Anyway, first... stop your sobbing, Mike. Yeah. And to stop our sobbing, we read from Adrian Laney of Jacksonville, Texas, who says, I am sick of all the whining about the coverage of the N64, especially that letter in volume 89 saying they're not going to get the N64 until Christmas. Two points. One, if they want it so bad, why don't they earn it or save up the money for it? I have a paper route and already have two games and the N64. Two, once they get the N64, all they will be writing about is how they wish there was more N64 game coverage in their back issues. What I'm trying to say is more N64 coverage. To which they say, thanks for the blowjob. <laughs> yeah, you go, Adrian. Or rather, you blow, Adrian. Blow on. Yeah. Moving on to Japanese releases from Andrew Bayless via the internet. Recently, I was surfing the web when I decided to go to the Nintendo Company Limited site and look around. I somehow found a games list for Game Boy and I found 35 games on there. Some that never came out in America. Some titles I couldn't read and others were in Japanese. Okay, so he's illiterate and monolingual. Got it. <laughs> Here are some of the games that never came out in America that I'm curious about. Radar Mission, Pocket Monsters Trainers, and Mario Picross 2. Now, I'm not sure if I listed them all. Well, yeah, that was three, and you mentioned 35. But would you please <laughs> show us the first-party games that never came out in America for Super Nintendo and Game Boy? So illiterate, monolingual, <laughs> and... Uh... Doesn't do so well in math. <laughs> yeah. But at least he managed to log on to the internet, so good job, Andrew. And that's why his name is Andrew Bayless instead of Baymore. <laughs> he did. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, there have indeed been many games released in Japan that never made it to North America. Radar Mission was, in fact, released in the U.S. Okay, so <laughs> going down the list. Monolingual illiterate, bad at math, and just factually wrong. That's so in other words, he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But so far, Pocket Monsters and Mario Picross 2 have not come out in the U.S. The Japanese market is quite different from the U.S. market, and games that sell well there often will not do well here in North America. Like Train Violator and Panty Sniffer. <laughs> Would you like to rape people in a video game? Well, no, of course not. Your culture doesn't like that. Ours, however, encourages expression of thought. All thoughts. <laughs> uh, well, I, I do like that this guy kind of like uh, inadvertently announced the advent of Pokemon. That's true. Pocket Monsters, the original name. Ah, uh, and the continuing saga of Epic Center. I have never written a letter to Nintendo before, but I thought under these dire circumstances... <laughs> God, it was 1997. What was dire? The threat of a Mortal Kombat sequel? Uh, oh, yeah, you know it. 
I thought under these dire circumstances I would. I just read issue 90 and saw that you are discontinuing the Epic Center. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. I say this is a bad move. I agree. Epic Center is my favorite section of Nintendo Power. He's eh, up there. <laughs> and you, if you are running out of games to cover for Epic Center, I think you should try and convince Nintendo of Japan to bring more of the Japanese RPGs to the U.S. Okay, fuck, you won my heart again. I'm back on board. <laughs> I was reading issue 87 and saw your review of Fire Emblem. This game looks absolutely amazing! Please convince the makers of this game to bring it to the U.S. I would be willing to pay 100 pure American dollars, hard cash, ching ching, to play this game. Tactics Ogre and Dragon Warrior 5 are just a few I eagerly await. Fida, Bahamut Lagoon, Tales of Fantasia, Secret of Mana 2, Seventh Saga 2. Wow, I didn't know about that one. It was hard enough to play the first Seventh Saga. I know many people who would love to see these games in the US. Please try to get these games brought to our shores, otherwise my only alternative is to learn Japanese. I think I'm learning Japanese. I think I'm learning Japanese. I, I really, really think, think so. so. Da, 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 da. Done by Jeff Genovese. I think I'm turning Genovese. I really think so. De Jeff Genovese via the internet. Jeff, and everyone else who wrote to protest the discontinuation of Epic Center, you need to read a little bit more carefully, you WAP. <laughs> Epic Center has most certainly not been discontinued. However, there may be issues where there is simply not enough Epic news to print. Yeah, like For all, now, it looks like... Hmm? Like all of 1996. 1996 had uh, Final Fantasy III and Secret of Mana. Wait. No, Secret of Anime, but there was an RPG that came out in 1996. Uh, Secret of Evermore, maybe? Well, for now, it looks like there's only a few RPG prospects on the horizon. Yeah, 1997 was the hard year because that's when everyone started moving to the PlayStation. 97 was when they had, uh, was when they released uh, Final Fantasy VII, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Plus, there was other RPGs, like, uh, I don't know if it's like Wild Arms or something, but like there's like an, an RPG like with like an old West theme. So rather than using a lot of pages covering Japanese RPGs that may or may not be released in North America, we've decided to give the column a break every once in a while. Actually, we're doing our best to get some of these games released in the US, but there's a lot of development issues to sort out, such as we have a new fucking system coming out. <laughs> But there's a lot of development issues, and quite frankly, the chances look slim for most of the titles you mentioned. By the way, Jeff, learning Japanese could be useful for more than just playing games, like picking up hot Asian girls. At least once you go to Asia. All right. Or, or uh, you know, you head down to Little Nippon. They have, like, Little China in <laughs> most neighbors. I wonder, how they, I wonder if they have, like, a Little Nippon. There you go. It's like one. It's like one city block where everyone, where all the girls are walking around wearing sailor suits and like have bubblegum hair. And that would be the '80s little Nippon. <laughs> so tell us about investment portfolios, please. <laughs> well, all right. Um, if you insist, add NES games to your investment portfolio. Since I got my NES way back in 1988. I have had a steadily growing collection of video games. I now have over 60 games for my NES, Game Boy, Super NES, and Virtual Boy. And what I'm sure to get many more when I get a Nintendo 64. 
Since I take my hobby of collecting video games pretty seriously, I was wondering if there are any publications that rate the value of various video games and systems, or have none of the oldest NES games gone up in value at all? No, no, I guess they haven't. Oh well, I guess stadium events just fucking the trash. <laughs> <laughs> nice taste test callback. Yeah. As with any collectible video games, are only worth as much as people will pay for them. There is a brisk market in selling old games on the internet, but as far as we know, there is no publication that tells the values of classic games. Around here, Rob the Robot seems to be scarce. So if you have one of those, hang on to it. Ah, and there's been a chart miscalculation. Uh-oh. I just got volume 90, and I turned to the poster in the middle of the magazine first. Awesome charts! But, you know that little part that says, if you can find more, prove it? Well, I found a grand total of 146 coins in Babam Battlefield. First, go through this level collecting the 121 coins you originally found, then go to those four wooden posts surrounding the shadowy star that marks the place where you get the star after getting all the red coins. Run three tight circles around a post in any direction and five coins will pop out. Repeat this with the other three posts. Then, here's the hard part, do the same thing to Chain Chomp's post. Don't let him hit you, try running around the wooden post and other levels too. By Nick Walker from Vancouver, Washington? <laughs> that's There's right. There's a Vancouver that's not in British Columbia? We have one of those too, Mike. Yeah, we just got the good one. Yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> Nick was just one of many readers who found more coins than we showed in the Super Mario 64 chart in Volume 90. We did indeed miss the trick of running around the posts. Thanks to everyone who pointed this out. It is also possible to get additional coins in Shifting Sand Land 136 and Snowman's Land 125. I have to admit, though, they may have sniped from Vancouver, Washington, but they got some pretty good uh, art coming from Canada. The Mario Swimming Underwater from by James Smith, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. It's excellent color. Very good design. I very much like that. And then you got the Yoshi's Island inspired uh, card at the bottom with uh, somewhat questionably drawn characters, but still I like the color palette by Jesse Cosano from Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> they gave Mario a great gut. Like He's just not like a stout guy. He, this is like Mario with a full-on beer gut. Like, it's like, like the kind that where you look like man pregnant. Mario Simpson. <laughs> And Princess Peach looking almost, uh, just as derpy as Yoshi. Yeah, I was going to say derpy was the word that came to my mind. Yoshi's kind of looking up like, der food? He's like, why are the clouds, why is the sky white? The cl There's clouds in the sky and they're white, so why is the sky white? <laughs> That's right. Uh, Yoshi's getting deeply philosophical. Like, is something wrong with the ozone layer? Like, what's wrong with the spectrum of color that's entering the atmosphere now? What's causing the definition that I can actually make out these clouds? And Princess Peach is just like, shouldn't my crown be shouldn't my crown be gold? Shouldn't I have fingers of any sort? <laughs> well, she's got gloves on, so. <laughs> well, it's more it's more like it's a white it's more like mitten. arm length mints. Yeah, uh, arm length mitts. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh. 
And uh, Princess Zelda, I don't know what to make of it. Like, the artwork is kind of neat. Like, there's plenty of dedication with the pencil crayon. Like, better work in the clothes. The Master Sword looks kind of like, like it should be golden, but it's more like it's been pissed on. Yeah, it's a kind of a golden blue. I, 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 my eyes are drawn in that, call in that drawing to the expression on her face. I mean, that just. She looks like a dog. I, I have. There's no other way to put it. I'm not being sexist there. She literally looks like you put a dog's face on top of a reasonably well-drawn woman's body. Yeah, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings if a Princess Fenadryl or Benadryl or whatever her name was. <laughs> but instead of turning into a demon when she tries to kill Frodo, she turns into like a puppy. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. But she got stuck. She made that face too many times and... It just wouldn't go away. Now, contrasted that by this is a this is a fucking gay porn name right here, BJ Schwinghammer <laughs> from Ballston Lake, New York. Have, as a New Yorker, have you been to Ballston? Have you been to Ball Town Lake? No, I've been to Coxsackie, but never Ballston Lake. <laughs> oh my god, it's the full genital set. I love it. You imagine BJ. that kid. You, oh my god, what, this what kid this, has a... I, I want to know what this kid's real first name is that he said, okay, I, I, there's no way I'm going to school known as this. I'm going to go by BJ Schwinghammer. I mean, in the 90s when you had Mike Myers on, on screen, Wayne's World, you know, Schwing! Uh, Schwing! Way! <laughs> uh, he's done, done a pretty good drawing there. Doom 64. <laughs> well, you get really good at art when you're stuck in your room because you can't go outside because you have the because you have the name BJ Schwinghammer. Oh god. Oh my gosh. And this is a great demon from Doom 64 though. Yeah. Yeah, good good detail. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever forget this kid's name. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky, you won't. Uh, but the best art on this page, I think, goes to Cyan from Final Fantasy III. Caton Kabulis, West Milton, Ohio. Yeah, we've got art of a, uh, a samurai-type knight leaning on the, uh, the address. Yeah. While the wind sweeps a, uh, a field of reeds and flowers. And he looks pretty darn cool, like like Asian-ish, but without looking like a World War II American stereotype of Asian people. Yeah. Good, so, good detail in the face. It actually looks like a, a human face as opposed to the Zelda down in the bottom right-hand corner. <laughs> now, he, he's not... Uh, he could use a little bit of color in his face. He is a pale dude. <laughs> really, really white. But... But his armor is amazing. Look, look at the floral pattern on his shoulder guards. Yeah. Yeah. Very Meanwhile, Mario. Mario, his nose is so big, it's resting on his hand. <laughs> I have to give it to you there. It's good detail, good coloring in that in that picture. But, yeah, he, he's got a schnoz. And on the previous page, we've got some excellent artwork from Naomi Chiba with a very anime-looking Mario, which... Uh, 
you know, all things considered, excellent castle, great shading on the the field. We got like a nice sun-kissed field in the front that leads to a, a verdant a, a verdant land in the back. So excellent use of shading. We've got him being chased by a chain chomp while a toad is just like, hey Mario, watch your ass. And Mario is just like, it's a lovely day to be a Mario. Nice uh, jumping graphic there, yeah, absolutely. He did an excellent job with that background. But I think he did a better and, job, or she, rather, did a better job with the picture below. They actually included two from this person. Yeah, this guy, this this kid, this girl has sent two letters, and they go, and they both got published. That is amazing. This uh, nighttime, a moon, a moon-kissed lake, and you probably could tell the characters. It's Final Fantasy three, but you got mountains in the background. You got what looks like a girl about to dive into the water, with a guy in the foreground looking over his shoulder at her this is gorgeous oh it is it's uh it's tara and edgar from final fantasy so tara's just staring up at the sky wistfully holding her like leaning against her sword oh wait no this might be celeste because she's blonde and tara has green hair and there's edgar just looking at her like Okay, I know she's recently escaped from the Empire. She has got a lot of stuff going on in her mind, like betraying people that she grew up with. But I wonder when I can make my move. Yeah, he definitely has got that smirk there. He, he, it's not a aggressive leer, but you can tell what's on his mind. I should give her some time, like about a good 20 minutes before I squeeze the boob. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's one of those nice guys. And then we got Dave Barney doing a uh, the same Mario pose that we've seen a whole bunch of times. So he's clearly traced this. But, you know, the coloring is done all right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with tracing. Yeah, he did the tracing, but he did a good job of the tracing. And you got uh, Mariel Jacques from St. Rose, Quebec, Canada. And I Oh, this looks fantastic. This is like, this is like an 80s anime cartoon yeah. level art especially with zelda i uh, just excellent shading in her face the hair looks really good the only complaint that i got is that the fairy on the left and the triforce i would love to see some color in there it's pretty much just white with good detail yeah it's like it's they're trying to get by by like oh it's so gleaming and effervescent like it has to be white because it's the only color you could see through all the shining. I guess. It's like, yeah, you could say that, but, you know, it would be nice if the Triforce was actually gold like it always is. Right. Yeah. But that aside, but Zelda, I, I got to yeah. give it to her. Yeah, Zelda makes up for it with the elf ears. Like, each strand of hair is basically drawn. Yeah. This is a kid with talent, for sure. Yeah, Mariel Jacques. So, anyway. if you're still doing stuff, lady... Like, we'd like to see what you're up to, because you definitely got what it takes. See some uh, modern drawings of Zelda. Yeah, and then we got the power charts. The top five for the N64. Killer Instinct Gold. Mario, 60 Car Mario Kart 64. Shadows of the Empire Wave Race 64. And Super Mario 64. I'm noticing a theme. Pilot Wing 64. Torok 64. Okay, I made that one up. <laughs> And we go down to this SNES Top 10, Donkey Kong Country 3, the most recent game that they've touted. 
Tetris Attack, then Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, hanging on, Mario RPG, and Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. For the longest time, I had no idea that there was a Super Mario World 2. It blew my mind when I found that out. <laughs> it's like, what? Did you ever play it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that game. Oh, it looks so fucking beautiful. It really so, does. It really was. It just a very whimsical, now, fun theme to it. I, it was great. Now the Game Boy Top 5. Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Yeah, it's wanted so badly that when someone tried to colorize a version of it for the internet, Nintendo said, fuck you. Yeah, they, someone tried to do a uh, like a, uh, a colored version of it so that people could play it on their computers. Nope, they shut that shit down. Yeah. Number four, Tetris Attack. Number three, Tetris. Number two, Donkey Kong Land 2. And number one, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. And the most wanted... Top 5, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Legend of Zelda 64, and the Nintendo 64 itself. I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. I love how they didn't have the title yet. They're still touting it. Legend of Zelda 64, which yeah. will later be known as Ocarina of Time. And what I can't believe I actually made number 9, the X-Bam modem <laughs> for the SNES. Please, please buy this, please. We sunk so much money into this, we kind of forgot the scheduled release for the N64. <laughs> Please keep the SNES relevant. And continuing on and finishing up the letters, 100 issues of pure power. I have some ideas about what could you, you could include in your 100th issue. I mean, it's less than a year away, and I've been thinking about it. First, you gotta bring back the 3D pictures, like the one in the 50th issue. They were awesome. I was the only one in my family to see them right. Speaking of the third dimension, I also think you should include a pair of 3D glasses like the ones that came with issue 75. I left them on my dresser one day. When I came home from school, they were gone. Haven't seen them since. By the way, remember the Super Game Boy magazine that came with an issue a long time ago? The one that showed pictures of Game Boy games when you use an SGB? Well, I think you should have a Nintendo 64 magazine that comes with the 100th issue because I really want to see more pictures from it. Richard Penn via the internet. They respond, thanks for your ideas for the 100th issue, Richard. We are also thinking about it and we want to do something special. If any of you other readers have ideas, please be sure to send them in to Nintendo Power Players Pulse. Speaking of Nintendo 64 magazines, we hope you enjoyed the N64 Power Tips that came with the January issue. Of course, that went to subscribers only. So if you didn't get it, you missed out. Uh, that was cool. But we missed two letters. And one has an interesting title. Players Pulse in Need of Fribulation? As I've always loved reading your magazine, I am writing to express my concern about the Player's Pulse. In the last issue, the Player's Pulse was boring. Not only that, it's too short. Moreover, the topics are boring. During the last few issues, I've read complaints from people wanting the old manila folder and classified information. If I may make a suggestion, perhaps you should print a message about clubs on AOL. I think that Girls in Video Games was good, but kind of stupid because nobody won. Right now, I could kick myself for sending this in because I love Nintendo Power and I don't like to complain, but some things have to be fixed. By Will Rose from Littleton, Colorado. 
To which they reply, let me get this straight, Will. You think the pulse, you think the pulse is boring, but you want it to be longer? Readers, <laughs> Player's Pulse is your section of Nintendo Power. Send us interesting letters on controversial subjects and we'll print them. Send us weak letters on boring topics and I guess we'll print them too, but no one will like it. They, they do have a point there. That, that's pretty much what he said. <laughs> uh, so do you want to read this one on girls? Yeah, absolutely. Give girls formal weapons training. Damn straight. Player's Pulse is in desperate need of a letter from a girl who has the opinion of many boys that girls are not treated as inferiors in video games. Your letter section makes it sound like this is a gender war, and it isn't. Let's face it, princesses only get in trouble because they generally have more coveted magic ability, and the fact that monsters would rather eat princesses than princes. So they get captured. Were they prepared? No. It's not as if needing any help proves you're weak. In Final Fantasy III, Terran and Celis didn't mind getting help by men. They knew that even though they were powerful, there were some things they could not do themselves. Had Princess Zelda any formal weapons training, she might not have gotten caught. But Hyrule didn't seem to be in danger, so she didn't have any use for learning how to fight. I could point out at least eight or so more examples that I got from Fox News, but I know I've made my point. Sometimes men and women need help. This is not a gender war. By Caitlin Kubilius, West Milton, Ohio. They respond, so did one side win in this controversial subject? Should we lay this sorry discussion to rest or go on to round two? Race war. <laughs> It's the war on Christmas and Zelda. Oh, That would be great. Like, okay, we settled the gender war. Now black people in video games. <laughs> That's right. That don't get killed in the first third of the game. Or turn out to be the bad guy. Yeah. So, Mario Kart 64. I never got to play this game because I didn't have a 64 long enough to do that. How about you? No, no. I, as I've said before, the the Nintendo 64 was the one system I never had. I, I always regretted that. I, I didn't get to play any of the games until I got my GameCube. You know, I played Ocarina that way, Majora's Mask that way. Yeah, the current lineup seems to be about like 36 different players, but back in this version there was only eight. Mario, Yoshi, Toad, Peach, Luigi, Koopa, Donkey Kong, and Wario. I like the the design that they have on the cover. They're recycling some of the some of the graphics from earlier in the issue, but makes me want to pick up the game. Yeah, it looks like a fun time, uh, except for Toad. He's airborne. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Toad is always airborne. I, I do like how uh, Donkey Kong and Bowser are kind of looking at each other like, yeah, dude. Bro, yeah, Palm slamming it. Palm beers. <laughs> Let's go. We're getting some grindage. Then we're gonna get some poundage. Then we're gonna get some drinkage. Yeah, totally. I'd freaking high five you, but we're driving and it would be really reckless. <laughs> That's right. They're, but I'm not up against a shoulder bump. They're into driver safety in Mario Kart. 
Yeah, they're not against a shoulder bump, though. There's some real camaraderie going on between DK and Little Bow Wow. Yeah, absolutely. They even have a little bit of a, you know, the spiky sun graphic to show where the, the two are are making contact. Yeah, they're just like so Mario. Fuck that guy. Am I right? Oh, dude, you are so right. The one thing I gotta ask though, in Japan, do you go with a blue light? Because Lakito's got a rather odd. Uh, color on that stoplight that he's signaling everybody to go with. Yeah, what appears to be red, red, and blue. <laughs> That's right. So you accelerate on a red light and then stop on a red light. That's right. And make sure that you go when the light turns blue, like we all do. But I know. I, I know that... Uh, in uh, Ireland, you got it backwards. You got the green on top and the red on the bottom. Because fuck the British. <laughs> anyway, driven to perfection. A clean driving record won't get you squat in Nintendo Mario Kart 64. Instead, Nintendo's incredible racing game rewards drivers who teeter on the edge of control while in ambushing their opponents. They've got some nice screenshots of the game and then they move on to descriptions of the characters or rather pictures of them with general description the great debate over which driver is best in Mario Kart 64 will rage for years we hope but the true truth is that every character can win it all it's all a matter of control and personal preference and then they got the pictures of the eight characters and then general descriptions of the items including booze, spiny shells, thunderbolts, red shells, super mushrooms, and fake items. And a little descriptions of each one. Oh, yeah, but then we get to see the different tracks like the mushroom cup, and I'm immediately drawn to the Moo Moo farm. Like they can't just say cows. Well, they are dealing with children here. Really young children, I guess. They're calling them moo-moos, and these descriptions are wasted because these people can't read yet. <laughs> well, we have, uh, we've already established that at least some of their uh, customers are illiterate. That one player's Poltz writer no doubt yeah, needs the, the description of moo-moo. We got the power slide done by... I can't really tell who this character is from behind. Wow. Is that the princess who suddenly turned redhead and fat <laughs> that that's amazing it, it just looks like a, a red glob it looks like a bomb with a red wig Ugh. oh my god and, and and the power slide apparently the cloud of smoke you eject turn <laughs> turns into a, a yellow e <laughs> that's the smoke from your drift <laughs> It's an E. It's a backwards like, three. They couldn't even make an E. It's like the caterpillar who's like smoking in Alice in Wonderland going like, who are you? But in this case, it's like, E. You're running on empty. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, and then we've got the balloon. An extra item box is attached to the hot air balloon. Hop up and grab it and let it, let it cycle through the items until it stops on the spiny shell. So you finally get a use for your jump feature. 
Which is just basically like you like throwing your shoulders up and letting the cart like fly. Yeah. As all uh, go-karts do. I gotta say though, I'm, I'm looking ahead at the train and they didn't do themselves any favor, any favors. The picture on the right has great graphics for the train. Just looks like it's really drawn well. And then you look at the one on the left. <laughs> I mean, it, did those come from the same game? I, I don't <laughs> understand. The one on the left, you got that really poor graphic. Again, I, I got to imagine that's Peach or something. I just see a yellow glob. Yeah, this is Peach. I can at least make out like the hair is yellow. Yeah. And she's driving at, well, I guess the N64 era drawings of a train. Just, they, they, it's okay, I guess, this train, but next to the level of detail on the right, it just looks like shit. Yeah, that's like the PlayStation level. That's like a PlayStation train. The other yes. one was like an N64 train. Exactly. 100%. I do like for the Koopa Troopa Beach, we finally get shortcuts. That's right. And they give you a description after the first jump. Head to the right. Go around the rock and around the bay on a sandbar. Yeah, it looks like there's two shortcuts that you can go around. So they're really making up for the lack of diversity and mobility that they had in the first one. And I like that it's called the Calamari Desert when calamari is like seafood. <laughs> Hey, what's in a name? That's like going to Dry Gulch Pond. <laughs> yeah. And now the Flower Cup, which actually, oh my fuck, we have actual traffic. This is incredibly reckless and dangerous. <laughs> it's like, let's have a race, but we're going to have it on the freeway and not tell anybody. We're not going to close off the freeway. We're just going to have a race lead to this on-ramp and take you through traffic. And then you get to go off around some point. Yeah, it's a little better than driving through the Arctic. Frap, Snowland. Looks like you got the... What was it? What's that? Northern Lights. You got the Northern Lights in the sky. So they're either in uh, far northern Canada or they're on the Arctic continent. I guess it's got to be far northern Canada because they still got at least some measure of trees. They're snow-covered. <laughs> And we're, they're going through the Canadian tundra. And then there's Choco Mountain, which has fallout. But no mushroom clouds, it's just an avalanche. <laughs> or a rock slide. You're a pretty good drawing of a pyramid with a face there, though. I like that. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we've got the Mario Raceway. And it looks like Little John did some advertising for the uh, for the quicksand because we just get to see shot, 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 shot. <laughs> little red show, red shells right next to it. There's a theme here. You pick up it up on yeah. this kid. We got Little John and the Yin Yang Twins doing some uh, advertising for their new hit single. <laughs> uh, moving on to Wario Stadium in the Star Cup. A reasonably well-drawn uh, version of what would uh, become the Waluigi Stadium in the GameCube version. Looks like they just lifted that track for the next one, I guess. This overhead map is fucking terrible. It's shaded so badly you can't even see where the track is. 
Yeah, no, that's not a track. <laughs> that, that, that's a, a really bad picture of a computer chip or something. It just... <laughs> it's like a burnt computer chip. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, it's, it's, it, it's just as terrible as the Sherbetland map, which seems to be <laughs> a, like, it's like if Michael J. Fox tried origami. Oh, man, or uh, Helen Keller, I suppose, that just <laughs> black void that uh, has a, apparently a expression, like some dragon that's crying. You got a, a white eye in the middle, little white tears coming off to the left, and just this sad little smile line down at the bottom. Uh, I don't think this is a track. I think this is like a uh, shadow genie or, or something that's sad. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Moving on to... The Royal Raceway, which uh, was apparently done in Disney World. You got the monorail coming down over a reasonably well-drawn field of grass that's going past uh, the Ticket and Transportation Center there with a crown on the top. <laughs> I like that. And then uh, a single turret from Bowser's Castle. I don't know how you get up to that turret or where you go once you've ascended the spiral there. Man, poor Bowser. Like, not, he doesn't get to... Not only does he get to fail in kidnapping the princess, now his home has been eminent domained by the uh, tourism and raceway industry. Yeah, that's why he's so pissed off. He's like, I got up to the top of my new race course and I just drove off the top into the lava! Uh, oh, well. We got the twin thwomps, which was like nothing beat nothing beats a race course rather than having just big dro big dropping or angry rocks. <laughs> yeah, blue rocks, ice rocks too. I I I don't care for the shading. Yeah, yeah. it's like those ice like the ambient temperature from that lava. Those ice rocks should be melting. <laughs> Absolutely. And then DK, he's not doing much better. Like, he just wants to live alone in his jungle paradise. And and then these assholes, these colonizers come along and just... They just domesticate his land for their uh, for their industry. Yeah, Mario's got an expression on his face like, Fuck you, get out of my way, I'm Mario coming through. I'm a white man bringing, bringing domestication and advancement to your nation. We just wanted to be left in peace. Fuck you, That's here's DK's a banana response. for you, you monkey. <laughs> we did not ask to be enlightened. Ugh. I, I gotta like the... I'm sure they didn't do this on purpose, though, but you got the Luke Cage-style graphic of uh, Punch coming. What uh, You got the some sort of... Uh, what's that? Uh, paddle boat in the in the background. You got the backward <laughs> right, paddle... Right, over, right near a waterfall. Right, yeah. But the paddle has the, you know, a succession of circles behind it, so it looks like uh, Donkey Kong's fist is just about to smash the fuck into Mario's face. 
Oh, yeah. And Princess Peach, she's hit something going airborne, and there's Wario getting an upskirt shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's looking up. He's got that smile on his face like, oh, yeah, I knew it. Uh, I, know, I knew the princess know where the panties. Well, you know, when you got someone as hot as Mario, you got to be ready at, at all times. <laughs> uh, and then, then you got moving on to Yoshi Death Valley. Apparently, you got a uh, some sort of. <laughs> I don't even know how you justify this. It's, just, it's like you took um, the Grand Canyon and plucked a whole bunch of little itty bitty dirt roads that you crisscrossed like a can of worms going all through it. Right? <laughs> it's like a it's like a bus route map. Ugh. Uh, anyway. Yoshi Valley, and it doesn't even look like a Yoshi. I gotta give them credit, though, for Rainbow Road. It's a road that looks like a rainbow. They, they really... Psychedelic. <laughs> There's a very happy star in the middle. Oh, yeah, and then we get to see a nice neon Bowser. He must be happy about that. Ah, and then we got the Battle Arena, which one of these block forts looks like a Simon Says. <laughs> That's right, you gotta hit it, hit the barriers in a certain order in order to win the battle. First one to do so. Yellow, green, yellow, blue, red. Yeah. And then there's the battle arena in Big Donut. I, I, which, I love you know. No, go ahead. It's an anus. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's pretty much all it is. It's a big brown ring, with with a center you do not want to get inside. <laughs> yeah, where apparently number one comes out of. <laughs> Literally got a, a number one in a circle in the dead center. It's like okay. We had a little bit too much Taco Bell last night, and uh, look out. Yeah, you can bump your opponents into the hole, which is cool. Which is apparently what uh, Mario is doing to Toad in the upper right-hand corner, and just Toad looks so betrayed. At two, Mario. I can't believe you did this to me. And Mario looks like he's freaked out. Like This is like the first time he's seen Toad. I know. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? It's a talking dick. Yeah. I know I got a mushroom cap, but I don't want to go into that anus. Is that the, your brain inside that big thing, or does it just start the hat? We'll never know. Yeah, moving on. And then we got the, sky, the skyscraper, which is, again, like a big metal donut. <laughs> they love their donuts. Oh, well. Uh, That's Mario Kart 64. And then we got GoldenEye, which... Have you seen that meme where it looks like... Like, when you see, like, Pierce Brosnan's fist in front of his mouth, it looks like a continuation. Like, his mouth extends beyond his cheek. <laughs> no, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, they just basically, like, filled it out. And you can see it here in this cover, where the crease of his, where his fingers line up with his mouth. Yeah. So it looks like he's got like this weird Joker grin that just extends beyond his cheekbones. Or lips manless from uh, Dick Tracy. Ah, uh, yeah, we've got these two gorgeous gals. 
Yeah, yeah, they lifted the likenesses straight from the movie. So Famke Jansen, uh, hot as ever, and then the Bond girl who no doubt had a career plunge after this because the, all the Bond girls did pretty much. <laughs> but looking hot, so Pierce Brosnan as ever, as in real life, I'm sure, just gathering all the babes. And, uh, yeah, you probably didn't get to play Goldeneye either, huh? Actually, that I did play. I had a roommate in college who had an N64. <laughs> Everybody in college has played Goldeneye. That, that's it. That's pretty much it. That was, uh, if you went to college in the late, 80, late 90s, early 2000s, this was life. I went to college in 1999. Yeah. But... Because I lived like, like just ten blocks away. I never went to the dorms or anything. Right, right. I don't know if we had. We didn't even have dorms when I went. They've got dorms now. But uh, it wasn't back then. Back in, uh, back in Canadian colleges, we just. It's like, why the fuck would you want to live at the college? That's what homes are for. <laughs> yeah, you like being around here. I mean, I why. <laughs> Well, all right. If you insist, here's a dorm. It's like we're Canadian. Like we're Canadian. We get along with our parents. <laughs> okay, I gotta call bullshit on that one, Mike. I've heard you <laughs> talk about your dad. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, the financial the financial situation compels you to more or less get along with your parents. That's right. The financial situation compels you. <laughs> the power the pow- of poverty compels <laughs> The absence of the loony compels you. <laughs> oh, well. So, uh, so tell me about this amazing clock of uh, Golden golden Bond. <laughs> right. Of Gold Bond. That's right. It's the only thing that you can actually make out in the screen. It's only because you can tell that that's a watch that you can tell... That it's actually on somebody's arm. You got this indescribable dark brown blob. I, I guess he's either spent time in Africa or he's got a a black history that I'm not aware of in England. Uh, but you can definitely tell that that's a, a watch on his arm. Watch the clock. Cue bra issue bond because I can't make anything out <laughs> with this white spiral that's just going straight through the text at that spot. This is so fucking amazing. They just thought we're gonna have a bright yellow font. Okay, that's great. So we're having a dark background, right? Yeah, mostly, <laughs> Mo- mostly dark. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna we're definitely gonna have like a mostly like a like a good. 80% dark background? <laughs> That's right. They can make do with 80% of the text here, right? They're smart. They can figure it out. Yeah, as long as you don't keep text in the middle of the page, you're great. <laughs> oh, well. We were praising their content font from before, and uh, they've come back to form here. They go on to describe the M brief, the Q branch, Money Penny. Mission objectives, and uh, the next page. Moving on to more of that yellow font over the spiral background. But at least this time they uh, keyed up the yellow font so you can make it all out for the most part. It's just distracting to have the spiral 
uh, white in the background. I think they made a sex joke here for the Destroyer insert, where Money Penny sends you a message saying, "You know what I'm worried about, James? I won't be a bit impressed if you let that Xena woman get on a top of you." So I guess her name is Xenia on a top. Yes, yes, that 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 that's right. That is from the movie. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I gotta love the the sexist puns. In uh, James Bond. And speaking of absolutely white, we, there is a scene where apparently you get a, uh, where you get airdropped a satellite dish in the middle of a uh, nuclear firestorm in a desert. Yeah, that's kind of from the movie. Uh, we got chips from the Monaco. I don't remember. And we got we got we got Dar- we got Derpe Dante. Giving you that whole eh, Xenia on a top, <laughs> on a top. Yeah, yeah who, who wouldn't like to have her on a top of you? Huh? Get it? Uh, uh. Get it? Sex. Missionary. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking intercourse. Of course, that wouldn't be missionary, right? Missionary is the guy on top. Yeah, well, he's. Does, does this look like a guy that's like accurately studied history to you? No, but it does look like a guy who's accurately studied sex positions. I mean, this is like Rob. Gun- you got me there. Rob Gun- Gronkowski <laughs> in a suit here. He he would definitely be like so if she's on a toppy. I guess that's your that would make you like James Cowboy, <laughs> J- James James Cowgirl. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, get it, cowgirl. Uh. Yeah, I, I I I I can't get over the the nuclear fallout. Draw, uh, screenshot of the dish, which I don't remember from Cuba, the Cuba scene, where uh, Bond this kills uh, Sean Bean by dropping a nuclear bomb on him. <laughs> yeah, there's well, you get to see is Bond's gun, and everything else is just white, varying degrees of white, from pearl white to absolute scorching <laughs> de- detonation white. Yeah, they they've really upgraded the weapons in Doom. That's all I gotta say. Oh, uh, the weapons have been upgraded so well. You get to see Dante and his buddy in the screenshot underneath, with one guy getting what appears to be a flashbang to the chest. Yep. And, uh, like, no blood. It's just a big flash. Like, oh, fireworks. I'm going to go lie down now. Dante's still got that same leer on his face, though, as he's holding the machine gun. Like, he's still thinking oh, about God. that 69 joke that Bond told him as he entered the room. <laughs> yeah, no, she was on the top of me, and I was on the top of her. Get it? Uh, uh. Oh, that's a I good one, on Bond. Uh, oh, fuck, you shot me. Yeah, she was on the top of me, and I was on the top of my game. Yeah. Oh god, these guys look terrible. It looks like they're made out of It's like they're made out of Doritos, but if the Doritos were made out of barf instead of like corn chips. <laughs> I, I like the drawing in uh in uh page 24 where you've got uh Bond that's apparently got the knife stuck into his knuckles standing in a men's room in a public <laughs> toilet. With the waiter facing away from him, taking a leak, and the soldier with a machine gun in the restroom, who's looking at him, about to get a knife to the forehead. Well, he's looking at him like, are you grasping that blade 
inside your palm with the blade. It's like Wolverine. He's he's not holding like he's not holding it by the blade by the fingertips like you would. He is just like clenching onto that like it's the hilt. Ugh. But the hilt is up, so he is clenching onto the blade. It's like a reverse Wolverine. Does it hurt when it comes out? <laughs> well, fuck yeah! Look how big this thing is. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a freaking knife. How am I supposed to get a handle on it? <laughs> The handle just shot out of my hand, and I killed my dad by bludgeoning him with it. Uh, and then we got the rocket launcher, which basically looks like a Mario warp pipe. <laughs> uh, I gotta give him credit, though. They they at least uh, spent a little money to pull the screenshots from the movie. You got actual, actually recognizable Pierce Brosnan and Sean Bean. Yep, and then we're back in the nuclear desert where we're demonstrating the taser gun, which will be used on no one since their bodies have been incinerated <laughs> by this blast. Yeah, and I don't remember this part from the game. I guess I never got very far in it. Mostly just played the player versus player. Yep, and then when we uh, we see the areas that we can check in, you can basically walk around the bathroom <laughs> and take out the blue Dorito guard. Or you can walk around the uh, the facility and look at all the waiters. Or you can step outside where, again, there is either... This is either a nuclear farstorm desert or you're out in the middle of Siberia. I, I gotta give him credit, though. That at least doesn't make me laugh out loud. You know, okay, they got a nuclear fallout scene that's not in the movie at all. But the next page, they have this drawing of Pierce Brosnan and the Bond girl diving away from an explosion that looks like it's heading up Pierce Brosnan's ass and he's enjoying it. He's got this little <laughs> smirk on his face. The girl looks appropriately like she's in pain. Like, oh, not there. And Pierce is no, like, I wanted to have, oh, I yeah. wanted to have kids. <laughs> yeah, and Pierce is saying, yeah, you pierced that. That's all right. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I like how baby. we got the... <laughs> we've got a, a hammer and sickle on a monument, and underneath a statue of what uh, appears to be Vladimir Lenin. <laughs> that that at least looks vaguely Nintendo 64-y. The, the screenshot to the right of a soldier in what looks like a barracks, I guess, looks like a drawing from the player's bolts. <laughs> like a, one of the good drawings. This, this does not look like it's come from an N64 game. These graphics do not age well. Oh, well. We're about an hour so, in. How much farther do you want to go before we call it for the half? I think we'll just uh, finish up this packing the packs. And then we'll call it a uh, we'll call it a uh, we'll call it a draw. Okay. Very good. So, we have what appears to be a nuclear Mountain Dew colored brain. This is your saying brain. packing. <laughs> this is this is your brain on the dew. That's right. Totally supercharged and piss yellow green. To give you a better idea of what you can do with your N64 controller pack, we've outlined the save options for six NCP compatible games below. We've drained our brains of blood 
because it don't look red. They don't look like gray anymore. To fill our packs with our best records, if you'd like to win an NCP loaded with our high performance stats, send us a postcard. If we draw your name, we'll send you a Nintendo Control Pack. That's pretty darn sweet, just to give, just for the free hardware. Yeah. Packed with the points for the. So basically, you're getting someone else's gamer tag. Yeah, yeah, but I gotta give them credit Cruising. for sending the sending the the hardware. Cruising USA. Pages per save file, 7. And 64 controller pack save options. Save your track records, including the cross-country run, controller button configurations, and vehicle upgrades. So you... Like, isn't the point of having a cartridge-based game where you can save all the stuff on that? Well, yeah. I never got got the controller pack. Like, I I got it when it was on the PlayStation because it used a CD-ROM. It needed an external memory source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, they're 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 just uh, fishing at this point for any anything that they can sell to you. Please, please give us money. Don't go over to the PlayStation, please, please, please. <laughs> so for the N sixty four card, one hundred and twenty one pages per save file. That's a considering everyone else, everything else takes up like, I guess like pages are like units of storage. And considering everything else is like seven, seven, and three. For what he takes up on storage space, Mario 64 is a fucking memory hog. Yeah. Now they, they know where their bread and butter is. This game actually is going to hit. People are going to enjoy this game. We better make sure that they can save the fuck out of it. Yeah, well, you can save up to two ghost mode tri- time trials. You can challenge a ghost racer in a replay of the saved trial. The prize pack. The prize pack will contain ghost mode time trials for two of the toughest tracks. So I guess like with the stats it unlocks other areas besides showing out someone else's scores. I guess that's good. Oh, because like when you play uh, Cruise in USA, the prize pack will complete a completed cross-country race in the fastest versions for all the basic vehicles. So you just uh, this is great because someone else has done the work for you and you get to unlock some uh, muscle cars like the La Bamba, the Devastator, and the Italia P69. Okay, yes. Yeah, pretty good deal. And we all know the P stands for Pussy Wagon. <laughs> yeah, as uh, subtle as ever, Mike. <laughs> well, tell us about NBA Hang Time. And what do you have to do and what do you get? NBA Hang Time, you can save your personal win-loss record and stats. This save option works with default NBA players and custom players that you can create. The pack will also save custom players accumulated skill points and special ops and settings. And then the prize pack will contain one custom player with totally maxed out attributes. Not bad. You'll be able to tweak this player to your exact specifications. Three, point, three pointers like rifle shots? Check. Block shots like you're a brick wall? Check. And then Killer Instinct Gold. You can save the special options up to level three. The special options are normally available after completing the training mode on different levels. And the prize pack will contain all special options through level three, including throw damage adjustment, easy breakers, invisible tag, aerial camera, full super bar, full breakers, powered finishers, missiles, fast fireballs, auto double on off, and the two cool gold, white, and shadow uniforms. So basically free skins and all moves unlocked. Yeah. Uh, auto double on off. That just sounds like another one of the Gronkowski sex moves. 
<laughs> You'll be able to pull a big smackdown on your opponents and look cool doing it. Oh, and there's other games like Wave Race 64, where those prizes will include a full set of open courses, including the hard expert and reverse level courses, and a uh, roster of custom riders. And Wayne Gretzky's hockey will allow you a full 82-game winning season with Wayne Gretzky and the New York Rangers right up to the NHL playoffs. Oh, shit, we got a giveaway here. The 10 lucky winners will receive one prize pack of their choice. Write down your pick of the packs on a postcard and send it in. If we draw your name, you win. All right, get right on it. I'm going to send that entry to Nintendo Power Brain Drain Giveaway. 20 years late and see if they honor it. (laughs) Well, that takes us to the end of this issue because that player's pulse was a lot to read. (laughs) But good, packed with quality. It's always entertaining. Absolutely, that might be the new. That might that may be the new halfway mark. The players pulse in two games. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> one one quarter of the issue. Oh well. Well, given the new format of the show, if we can chop the issue up into quarters, that might be. Yeah. That might be. That may allow us to pad this out, because I'm going to run out of issues in about about thirty thirty issues from now. We haven't made enough to go uh, go buying any issues on the Patreon, so I can't go buying people's uh, stuff. I can check for scans, but if not, we may have to come to an abrupt end by the time the GameCube comes around. That's right. We'll turn it in totally into the taste test podcast. Speaking of which, yep. Mike, what else have you got going on besides playing with power? Well, besides the aforementioned taste test, I have the Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike, where you have been a guest on an episode of. Absolutely, and hope to be again. Talking about Zombieland. Yeah, that was a fun movie. Love me some Zombieland. Yep, and uh, by the time uh, this comes out, we will have released our review for Terrifier, which is a genuinely scary and disturbing horror movie with one of, if not the most violent kills I have ever seen in a movie. And I've seen plenty of violent ways to dispatch people. And this one takes the cake. I can't wait to hear about it. And then there's also Tech Chatter, formerly Techno Babble, the tech discussion podcast. And as a spinoff of The Graveyard Shift with Rich, since he likes The Graveyard Shift so much, we're doing our own version of it called Schlock Chatter, which is us reviewing just cheesy, campy movies and finding out are these adorable little gems or just Z-grade crap. Very good. And we got some other stuff in the works, but uh, nothing to name yet, but I'm excited about it. It'll be like a big uh, directorial debut for me, so fingers crossed, and hopefully I'll have more to announce in the near future. Absolutely. Until then, I'm Ivan. And I'm Mike. And you've been playing with with power. power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power.